2: powered by Riverside
3: everybody welcome back to another episode of the Sixer Sense my name is Lucas I got Chris and Uriah here we have a very special returning guest and we got Dewani back guys she's back with us again
4: hello what's good
3: well I know that your eagles are doing pretty good so I know you're excited about that
4: let's go Jalen Hurts's uh, so.
3: mm, mm. Well, I, I I I can't say that. You guys know who my team is. I can't talk about that. But you know what we can talk about is the Sixers. So that's what we're here for today. Dewani's gonna give us her insights on some stuff. Let's get to it, Chris.
2: Yeah, credit yeah. to Lucas for um skating around the Carson Winch conversation. We're gonna <laughs> talk about oh, the Sixers' man. preseason schedule now. Uh, They have four games on the docket here, guys, starting on Monday, October 3rd, 7.30 p.m. on the road in Brooklyn against Ben Simmons and the Nets. Uh, Then they have two games against Cleveland, one away, one at home, and then a home game against Charlotte on October 12th to round out their preseason schedule. Let's start with the Brooklyn game, Zawani. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: What are you expecting?
4: Well, I think... Whether they win or lose, our fan base will be very emotional and reactionary, as they always are. But I am going into the season with a positive mindset. I think for this game, I just want to, you know, help. I want to see them gel together, start getting their chemistry up. And the main thing I really want to see is how Doc is going to utilize all these new players that we have what the bench will be like. So I'm excited for that.
3: Uh, I'll say this. A couple things that I want to see in this preseason game, mm-hmm. this particular one, not in the preseason in general, but this one, there are two things. One, mm-hmm. I want hack a Ben to happen at tip off, just like Greg Popovich used <laughs> to do to Shaq. I'm all for it. Let's, let's see it happen. Okay. Secondly, I want you all to dunk on Ben. Cause Ben's <laughs> going to be playing center at some point. We, that would make the preseason for the whole entire NBA if we got that t- that picture, okay? We need to have that happen. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things I'm looking for in this preseason game. Sixers are Sixers fans are not going to be able to see Seth Curry. He's out along with TJ Warren. But point being, I, just, Joel, I think that would be a big confidence boost for Joel, so I'm all for it.
2: I'm not saying I want this to happen. Well, just because it's on my mind. I think it would objectively be hilarious and probably the coolest thing Ben Simmons has ever done if he just comes out of the gates and hits a three. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. I kind of hope...
3: Chris, awesome. are you are you saying that you want Joel to troll all the Sixers fans? Because that's what that would be. That would be a troll. Ben hitting a three would yeah. be Joel trolling? No, no, no. Ben trolling the Sixers fans.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Look. I mean, That'd it'd be, be pretty cool. I, didn't, I don't think anyone it'd really be. thinks he has it in him. So it'd be a credit to him. Um,
3: well, how would we even react? Would we be, would be speechless? Would we be, like, cussing out the TV? I don't know. I would be laughing hysterically at my TV screen. I think that it is would just what be I funny. What,
2: what yeah. if he drilled it in Joel's face on top of that? I hope he, like, sizes up James Harden and hits yeah. a James Harden step back over James Harden. I I would die laughing.
3: See, um, I would
4: love to see that, but it would be hilarious if he missed <laughs> so badly. That too.
3: That is yeah. like just the second best outcome. What if, what if he just hit like the
2: top of the backboard and
3: it would <laughs> yeah, go would out of so bounds?
4: Funny.
2: Yeah, that would also be funny. Alright, that would also be good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beyond that, like Tawani said, I'm really interested to see like who the first 10 guys on the floor are. Mm-hmm. I, I think beyond Melton, there's a lot of gray area as far as who's going to get what minutes uh, I, I think like Montrez is the favorite to back up and bead and rightfully. So I, I think house Niang, and Bible are kind of the running favorites to get the wing minutes, but shakes in there. Furcon's in there. Isaiah Joe's in there. There are a lot of worthy candidates. So there, there could be some, some room for movement. Paul Reed, obviously doc mentioned playing him at power forward a little bit in training camp. He has the capacity to challenge Montrez for backup center minutes. I hope that Doc keeps an open mind as as far as matchups in that respect go. But so, yeah, I I mean, I'm interested to see who he uses specifically. I also think Brooklyn is like a really interesting matchup because on one hand, Philadelphia is a much bigger and more physical team and they should be able to exploit Brooklyn's defense pretty effectively. But on the other end, Brooklyn with Ben now, especially should be a really up tempo, fast paced, spread the floor kind of team, and Philly has not defended that kind of team well in the past. So it could be an interesting challenge. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I'll be looking for.
3: Chris, you forgot to mention somebody. You, you're you're the president of Springer Island. You're supposed to bring up Jaden Springer, okay? Look, not- Dewani. I don't I don't know. If, uh, we talked about this off screen, but just for our listeners' sake, last podcast, me and Chris talked about me getting him a shirt of him like a cartoonish version of him on an island with a little wooden sign that says Springer Island and him being all happy to be there. Would you be willing to design that for us?
4: Yes, definitely. I can already awesome. see, I can already picture it.
3: I can see it too with the little like uh Hawaiian shirt and Chris wearing like the glasses and like Flip-flops, the and like a, a and like the bucket hat. Yes, yes, yes. Chris, it's happening now. Dewani's um, in on it.
4: Uh, yep.
2: And you have to make it your profile picture. Yeah, 100% will do. <laughs> um, look, I'm as excited as anyone for the Jaden Springer renaissance. And I don't know if it'll happen tomorrow. It might take a year. might take two years, but it will happen. I'm very confident in saying that. Um, yeah, look, he's unscreenable, as uh, Spencer Rivers and Tyrese Maxi would tell you. Great defender. It's going to happen for him at some point. Um, all right, let's talk about Doc Rivers now. Oh, no. Dewani. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I can tell you're a really big fan of his. Uh, so what what do you think he is looking to accomplish with these four preseason games? What should he be looking to do?
4: Well, we know the starting five is going to be, you know, great. It's going to be good. That'll That's where most games, that's where the major punch comes from. I think the biggest issue has always been the backup minutes in the bench. So now that we have a few new more pieces, I want to see him sort of experiment with different lineups, I guess. And we're playing three different teams. So I feel like for the backup center position, we have Montrez, Paul Reed, and PJ Tucker. So sort of using those teams to decide who would play, would who would be best to play against them. I think that, will be a good thing for the rest of the season. Cause I hate when it's just one person, that's always the backup. Now that we have three different players who could play the position, I'd love to see him, you know, sort of experiment with different lineups to see.
3: Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think that's a good point. Look, in terms of defense, Paul Reed is our best backup defensive big man. Montrez isn't as bad as advertised. I wrote about that. If you guys want to read that on the website and Montrez is also the best offensive backup center that we have and PJ is a good small ball option. Okay. So I'm all for it. I think center by committee is the best choice for the Sixers this season. And hopefully you're right that they do do that. I'm more interested to see like, can Isaiah Joe crack the rotation? <laughs> Cause like, if you saw him in summer league, you know, the guys has, has the shot and he can play good defense. Now yeah. he has added some muscle to his frame like, he should be pushing guys like Daniel House and Matisse Thibel for those wing minutes. Like, Georges Niang is the power forward. He's not going to... I think Niang's safe. But, like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Chris said, you have Shake Milton, you have Isaiah Joe pushing for minutes from House and uh, Thibel. And if Theibel, granted, has looked better with a shot, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... Until proven otherwise, like, you know, Joe's a legitimate option that should be considered. So that's that's what I'm looking for. If we find out if Joe's really going to be a part of this future or not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it would be really great if Isaiah Joe got to keep Jaden Springer's seat warm. Uh, as far as, like, flexibility with the center rotation, yeah. I agree with you, Tawani. It would be really great if Doc was, like, willing to try different options and yeah. be flexible. I'm not going to hold my breath, but that, that would be the ideal Outcome. Uh, like, we should see plenty of Montrez and Paul Reed this season. And obviously, PJ Tucker, we're going to see a lot of too. Like, we should see all of those guys getting semi regular minutes at different points. Uh, yeah,
4: not just Hopefully, Montre. it's
2: not just Montrez for 82 games. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly.
2: Uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. But it's very possible that's what's going to happen. So, it starts tomorrow, starts Monday. That's when this podcast will come out we'll see who it goes to against Brooklyn. Brooklyn in theory is a pretty interesting Paul Reed matchup, but we we shall see what happens. For sure,
3: Chris. And on that note, let's go ahead and switch gears. And Duwani, ah, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> You're right, you waited too long.
4: The big questions are coming up.
5: You got to you got to give me like 3 seconds.
4: I gave you 5. <laughs>
5: Uh, all right. silence, Okay. Everyone.
2: <laughs> all right.
3: Who, you know, did,
5: that? Who did that?
2: I'm sorry. I'm <laughs>
5: sorry. See what I did with Duani? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all their fault that we had to re-record. They won't late let late. me do my transition. That's all I'm good for is clicking buttons over here and they won't even That's let me do that true. properly. You are, right. you
3: were my co-host for like 3 months and you did wonderful.
5: <laughs> you are just saying that cuz Duani's here.
3: Oh no. No, I'm I mean it. I mean it
5: anywho everyone <laughs> shut up
3: <laughs> okay so after okay <laughs> i'm sure your is going to edit this out but like please don't no, we yeah. had we, we we're struggling here with the transitions here for a second and i i need a second like to compose sixers
5: myself
3: <laughs> yes exactly just like the sixers defense <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, okay.
5: (laughs) They're making my Um, life hell right now. They won't let me click my buttons. We love you,
4: Uriah.
5: They're embarrassing me in front of our guest, Duwani, who deserves so much
2: more.
3: She is enjoying this. She's having a good time, right, Uh, Duwani? Okay, good. Good, okay. So back to seriousness now. (sighs) Okay, so Duwani, we're going to do some uh, over-under stuff now. Mm Now, I'm going to give you a number for a particular player. You're going to tell me over or under, and you're going to tell me why, okay?
4: All right, let's do it.
3: So, Joel Embiid, 27.5 points per game, over or under?
4: Over 100%. I mean, he's, like, the best scoring option in the entire league. It's pretty self-explanatory.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Joel has, like, the highest, like, points per minute average of, like, all time or something. He's, like... Quite literally, he's up one of there. The Scores we've ever I mean, he seen. He did win the so, scoring title, so yeah, 30.6 per game last season. I, I would venture to say that he's going to be over 27.5 this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I,
3: I'm going to say so too. Look, the guy hasn't won an MVP yet. He, he didn't talk about it, which I'm sure makes Uriah happy, but we all know mm-hmm. he's chomping at the bit for, for that award. Uriah is so. now
2: changing, he's moving the goalposts. <laughs> Google Doc now. It yeah. was
5: 31 and a half. What did you guys do? Uh, did you guys edit it? No, we haven't touched it. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Someone messed around. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, look, Joel beats the first center since Moses Malone to average 30 points per game, and the first center since Shaq to lead league in scoring. So, yeah, I think he's going to get over 27.5. And I don't know about 31.5, Uriah, but it, it, then, hey, never say never, right? Mm. So on that note, next person, James Harden. Ten point five assists per game. Over or under.
4: Ooh. I'm gonna say under. I'm thinking oh. like, I'm thinking eight or nine.
3: Okay. Okay. What well, why do you say that? What 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 I makes feel you think like, he's
4: I feel like Harden usually has great looks and assists. It just comes down to the team not being able to make the shot. You
3: don't think this team is a better shooting team than last year? Mm,
4: We'll see. It depends. Oh, okay. Chris,
2: what do you think? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, 10.5 is a big number. Uh, Even last season, in, like, facilitator mode, James was at 10.3 for the year. So, under is probably the safe bet. Is it possible that he gets over? Yeah. Yeah. P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, Milton, all those new nice guys can shoot. But under is probably the safe bet, especially if he's looking to be more aggressive as a scorer, which we all hope he is. So mm-hmm. I, I think under is where I will go as well.
3: Well, I'm not a betting man, so I'm not going to play it safe. I'm going to be with you. I know eye says over. I'm going to say over, two for a couple reasons. Like you said, like we said earlier, Joel's trying to get at the MVP. He's going to be scoring. They're the best pick-and-roll combo. That's only going to get better with time as chemistry grows. I expect Tyrese Maxey to take another jump. And then all the other players that you said, Chris, that are better shooters, yeah, we're going to have those, too, so, and along with P.J. Tucker hitting corner three. So, yeah, I'm going to be the optimist here and say slightly over 10.5. Ten point six. Yes, that's yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> anyway, okay, N- Duani, next one. Mm. Tyrese Maxey, nineteen point five points per game over under.
4: Oh, I'm gonna go under for this too.
3: Ooh, okay. Explain.
4: I feel like now that they signed PJ, hmm, I think Harden usually gives out assists to I feel like ugh, actually yeah I'm gonna say under because I feel like there's a lot we have a lot more guys who can start contributing more. I feel like the pressure isn't on Maxi as much. But hey, prove me wrong.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um it's tough because I do think Maxi is gonna get even better in year three. It it really might come down to what kind of james harden performance we expect this season like if it's last year's version of james or he's really hyper focused on being a facilitator and he's not super confident getting to his own shots then maybe maxi picks up some of the slack and mm-hmm. it's over 19.5 but if james is the healthier improved james that has been advertised to us all summer and he's out there looking to get 25 26 points a game instead of 22 then maybe Maxi stays closer to the seventeen he was at last year. It's again. I think the safe bet is under. Not that <laughs> That's again. We aren't actually betting money. <laughs> None of this actually matters. But I guess I'll go under as well. But again, totally possible that Maxi averages more than nineteen point five points per game.
3: Man, you guys are no fun, never taking the dangerous. I'm going to go over, over. <laughs> listen here. Tyrese Maxey is one of the best transition players in the league. James Harden is also one of the best, you know, go-ahead passers in the league as well. And even in that little soundbite between Doc and Harden, like they were talking about how they need to make sure they hit Maxey in transition. So I'm going to say over. I think Maxey is – and on top of that, before I explain that, I, I also – you know, he worked with Sam Cassell about creating his own mid-range jumper. When Harden's on the bench, the offense is probably going to th- gonna be J- James and, I mean, Tyrese and Joel. Joel's not going to be fed every single position. I mean, hopefully not, because, like, that's going to wear him down. But, like, Tyrese is going to pick up a lot of the slack. So, I, I think it's going to be, I'm going to say at least 20 points per game for Tyrese next season. So, next one, over under, Joel Embiid. Two blocks per game.
4: Hmm. I'll go over. Here, I'll take a risk. I'll go over because I think after the last two seasons, I still think he feels like he has a lot to prove. And I think defensively, he is going to step up a lot.
2: Yeah, this is tough. Um, I mean, look, Jarrell spent all of media day talking about how he wants to be <laughs> defensive player of the year, and he wants Philly to be the best defense in the league, and he's going to try all four quarters now. And that's great. I believe him. He hasn't averaged more than two blocks a game since his rookie year. Uh, you stole my stats. Ah, and, go ahead. <laughs> like, that was when he was still taking a bunch of super unnecessary risks jumping around on defense, and he's been much smarter about how he like saves his body and keeps himself out of harm's way. So under, again, I think is the safe bet here. Not that it's impossible for him to average more than two a game, but I'm probably going to stick with under.
3: Chris, I'm going to agree with you this time. I think it's going to be under for the exact same reason. Like I said, like you said, he hasn't averaged over two blocks per game since his rookie year. And while he's going to renew his focus on defense, he still needs to make sure he preserves himself on a certain level Maybe not, like, you know, endurance-wise or, like, energy spent on that side, but just, you know, making sure he doesn't take any unnecessary risk, like, jumping in a dangerous situation. So, I think it's going to be under. Next one we got here, guys, is going to be Tobias Harris, and it's 4.5 three-point attempts per game, over or under DeWani.
4: I'm going to go over. I think this season, Tobias kind of understands his role a bit more. I think before the team got hardened, he was kind of the third option, and now he's kind of being pushed. It's Joel, James, Tyrese, and then Tobias, and I feel like he knows what his role is now. Stand in the corner and make the threes, so I think it's going to be around five.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm going with over. Uh, he hasn't averaged over 4.5 since 2020, but Like you said, Dawani knows his role. He talked in training camp about that role specifically and being more willing to take threes and making quick decisions. I think we saw it bear fruit in the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. I I would say over as well.
3: Yeah, you got me on that one too. I think it's going to be over. I think like you guys, I think he's going to become like that Harrison Barnes ultimate role man Mm -hmm. type guy. Which I, hey, I'm all for. Like, he's, he proved in the playoffs he can, when focused, he can be a, real, a above average defender. And like, he, he bought into the role. Like, you know, Tobias Harris might only average 16, 15 points per game this season, but it's going to be on high efficiency and it's going to be, you know, like high three point attempts per game, too. So I'm all for it. So the next one here, and this is totally a Uriah thing. No, I'm mm-hmm. joking. This was probably definitely in the NBA uh, betting logs. I'm not. I'm just giving you grief, Uriah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Matisse Thibault 1.5 steals per game over under?
4: Oh no. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go under. I'm going to go under. I feel like that they signed P.J. Tucker. He is a, also a very big defensive demon. So I feel like he'll have a lot of steals, too. and We won't rely on Matisse mm-hmm. as much for that.
2: Yeah, I, I think it really comes down to how many minutes Matisse is playing next year. If he's still getting 20 minutes a game, 20-plus, like I would say over because that's just what his track record is. But Melton is going to eat into his minutes a lot. Melton is a very capable guard defender. Guards the same players as Matisse would. PJ, like you said, is going to be the starter now. So Matisse is moving into a like secondary tertiary bench role at best going into the season. So it really depends on how much playing time he gets. I, I think this... Uh, I'll bet under, like you, Tawani. Yeah. But if he plays enough, it'll be over. Like It, it just depends on... How much of you know? How much did he actually improve this summer? Is really what's getting <laughs> that's to.
4: what it comes down to.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I'm with Chris. I think it's going to be under. I just I don't know his role. Like we don't know how good he's actually going to be on offense. His and role is
5: defensive player.
3: But but here. but but. but. Okay. It's coming. Uh-huh. Look, it's look. Coming. I, I would be happy if it <laughs> happens, Uriah. But the thing is, like, he has to be uh, playable on offense. Did you not see be...
5: the footage of him shooting three pointers the open? You know open... who also we saw this...
3: footage Come with, on, with Ben. We've been open through this eyes. with Ben. Okay, we're open not going to leave eyes. it until we I see it in the game. I take okay? a
4: practice video for granted ever again.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through it with Ben until it's actually proven in the game, I can't put much stock into it. And like Chris said, he could very well lose minutes to Shake Milton, Daniel House, Isaiah Joe. Like all these guys could be he could, could eat into his minutes. So yeah, I I, th- I think it could happen. Yeah, he could very well lose, like he he might not play twenty minutes
2: per game. So that's Yeah, before we bet funny. over on this, Matisse has to prove that he's better than Shake Milton. Until we reach that <laughs> point we can't bet over comfortably. Okay.
3: Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Are we just saying on offense or as a player as a whole? Because player as a as whole, Mathis, as a whole, like... nah, 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 nah. I think I think Theibel's better than Milton as a whole, really? but as an offensive, right. yeah,
2: I, I mean, I look, want we're talking playoffs, but that's fine. Okay, well, <laughs> to each their own. Look,
3: well, how we...
5: how do we get stuck on Theibel? Come on, guys, keep it moving.
3: <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, last one, last one here. Nice. Okay, over, under, Sixers win total, 56.5.
4: Oh, very specific. I am going to go under, and here is my reason why. Okay. I do not think they are a 60-win team, but they can easily be a 52-53 win team because I know throughout the season, those inevitable losses against, like, sub-500 teams, it's going to happen. That's just who they are. And wow. back-to-back games, I know we have a lot of them, so I'm going to go under.
2: Wow, that's that's depressing. Okay, Chris? <laughs> yeah, look, two teams won at least 56 games last year, and that was Memphis, who won 56 exactly, which is under 56.5, and Phoenix, who won 64. So one team beat this number last year. Um, I don't think the Sixers are going to beat it this year. I think they'll be a great regular season team, but the East is loaded. There are like 10 genuine playoff level teams in the East right now. Like nine teams who feel like they should be top four seeds. So it's going to be a bit of a murderer's row thing. So I I don't...
4: It's going to be a bloodbath for sure.
2: I I just can't, in good faith, in complete honesty, guess over here. I would love it to happen. It's not impossible. I mean, listen, all of these
4: bets... Prove me wrong. Yeah, seriously. I want to be wrong. Yeah. They're but... going to
5: break the, the record. Golden State, 71. What uh, is that to the six? 73. Yeah. So, is it Tame. 73? Oh. Yeah. No. 74. Joelle they can win 74 Tame. games.
2: Uh, Well, okay. Okay.
3: Joelle well, I'm, uh, <laughs> gonna play 80
2: I don't know about that. You know? Yeah. Like, they're going to rest their top guys. P.J. Tucker is 37 years old. Like, you got to.
4: Yeah, they're not all super and young and <laughs> in there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're going to be resting. Like I think 52, like Duane said, is probably reasonable. I'm I'm not going to say 56. Look, like if they're trying to win that many games, then they're not preserving Joel for the playoffs. And that's Joel yeah. and James, like and, and Tucker, like that's what you got to do during the regular season is to pace yourself for the playoffs and make sure Joel doesn't get any stupid injuries. Like last year, like, like the reason why, okay. I will contend that if Joel was healthy, we would have gotten to at least the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Because yeah, I don't really
3: think is. Miami can beat us. I don't think they can beat us mm-hmm. with a healthy Joel. Even with Harden playing the way that he was, a healthy Joel wins that series
4: yeah. easily. Because he. it's not just his scoring and his defense, but like his presence and his, I guess, energy, it, it, it impacts the team, whether it be negative or positive. And I, I don't yeah. think that series was the best.
3: Like, even with, like, a 60% Joel, and I will say, like, 60% Joel against Miami, they still won two games. Yeah. Like, BAM cannot do anything. Miami, Miami can't stop. Like, there are very few teams that can, like, slow Joel down. Miami's not one of them. Nah. And so I, I, I will contend that we could have gotten at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if we beat Boston. Pro- probably not. Just because no, the chemistry think, wasn't there,
4: yeah, they but were like, just on a different level.
3: Yeah, like Boston was just riding that 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 whatever you want to call it. But yeah,
4: yeah, I agree.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, guys, I got one more for you. This isn't on the agenda. Okay. okay. Uh, Jane Springer played six total minutes last season. Over or under ooh. ten minutes total this year for Jane Springer? guys?
4: Over. Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh! I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. No. <laughs> Oh, hold up hold up chris chris are we talking about nba or g league because g yeah, league NBA could be over NBA. okay yeah. okay NBA okay.
2: Minute. okay then under all right fair um, you say fair out. okay pointing out two blocks in six total minutes last year for jane springer He's a freak at athlete. Per thirty-six minutes last season, Jaden Springer averaged twelve points, twelve blocks, and six
5: turnovers.
0: Wow,
2: that's probably the greatest player of all time. Um, <laughs> okay, so
5: it must can, be really lonely on that island. Chris. We can do now. Do you have a book to read or something? I know, there's no internet out there, so how, how's that going?
2: I have my you? movie
3: collection. Yeah, he does. He does have the yeah. movie collection. Duani, if yeah. there's
5: a if there's a single palm tree. On this yeah. island with Chris, there has to be a little, like, like picture frame with Jaden Springer's face on it. Just to make also, sure people make that connection.
4: And then a sign that says Jaden Springer's number one fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: yes.
3: Yes. All for it. Yeah. Okay, Chris, go ahead and take the next one, bud.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
2: Okay. Um, Let's talk about some hypothetical five-on-five matchups consisting of Joel's best teammates. Uh, All right. I'm just going to name the teams, Tawani, and you tell me which team would win. Okay. The first one is Joel Embiid, Robert Covington, Danny Green, JJ Reddick, and James Harden. The second team is Joel Embiid. Al Horford, Jimmy Butler, Tyrese Maxey, Ben oh,
4: Simmons. Oh,
2: which team is winning?
4: Oh my goodness! All right, for Horford, are we talking like nineteen twenty Horford, or literally any other team, any other year?
3: You, you're right. You made this up. You gotta, you gotta establish the rules here.
5: No, it's the same Horford when he played with the Sixers. Uh. oh you okay. evil, Uriah. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. No, these are people that played with Joel. So, I'm however, just, they played like... with him, we can't get these guys in their prime. That would be too easy.
4: Man, this is hard. I would go. I'm going to go to the first one with Embiid, Covington, Green, Radic, and Harden.
3: Are we talking about the Harden that we saw last year, right?
4: I mean that's yeah, that's right. I thought not, not the hardest Harden that we.
2: Who's played in Philly
3: yeah. Is hard- okay. To play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say the Butler team because that Harden last year just did not like. Look, you can hide Al Horford on Rocco. Ben Simmons, you can have guard Harden, Maxi can hold his own against J- you know or or Butler. Like yeah, no that 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 uh, other Damn, team that is just. Actually... Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like it's just yeah. too good defensively. Like that's the issue. Like you could hide. If, if they had more offensive versatility, then Horford would be a problem. But you can hide Horford on Roko. So, and then yeah.
4: also, yeah, you're right. I think Maxie is blowing by Reddick every time too.
3: Oh, yeah. Anybody on that team. Because, you know, Danny can't guard Matt. Yeah, no. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm
4: yeah, taking I'm gonna that. Yeah, I'm going to change my answer.
2: Yeah. I think be horford Butler, Maxie Simmons wins. Um, I mean, like, the the spacing with that group is pretty gross. It's not a very (laughs) well-matched offensive team, but all those guys individually are extremely talented, and it's kind of a talent-wins-out thing because Mm -hmm. as much as I love Roko and Danny and JJ and, like, that much spacing around Joel and Harton would look really good on offense, that team's just not going to stop anyone, and... As great as Roko is defensively, too, and Danny to an extent.
4: Yeah, but JJ's I, defense I, I kills them.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I just you can't hide JJ unless you're playing him on Ben. Yeah. 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 Too much or talent. Harford, to yeah. Great. Like, even with yeah. Orford, was he really that bad, or was it just a bad fit? Is no, I
3: mean, so he shot like what? Fit. 30. He, I mean, like, he, he was shooting 34% from three, which isn't terrible, but it wasn't yeah. great. So, just like Juan, he said it was a bad fit. Yeah, yeah.
2: not that this is a better fit, but <laughs> I- I'm picking that team. All right, the second matchup we have here, Dawani. Yes. Is Joel, Darius Saric, Tobias Harris, J.J. Reddick, Tyrese Maxey versus Joel, Robert Covington, Jimmy Butler, Josh Richardson, and James Harden.
4: Ooh. Dang. I'm going to go with my gut and say... The first one with Embiid, Dario,
5: Tobias, JJ, and
3: Maxi. I'm gonna disagree with you again. I, I gotta <laughs> go with the second one. Look, Dewani, look, look, okay. You can guard Maxi with uh, Butler or Richardson, right? You can hide Harden on JJ. Harris is not gonna do much against either Harden, I mean uh, Butler or Richardson, right? Rocco and Sarch are washed. same thing with both Joels. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go with the Harden team here, the Harden and Butler team, because that that's just more talented, and like you can you can you know handle Maxi there.
4: Yeah, but I feel like like Josh Richardson, he he his scoring comes in waves, so I don't know how they'd like, be deal
3: all the time. with that. But but like you can deal with that. Like defensively, this team is gonna hold up better against that other team, and like you still have two, three All Stars on this team versus one on the other team yeah, yeah. So that's that's that's
2: where I'm at.
4: See, I just okay. love Toby, so I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't ignore him. Tobias is my guy.
2: That's fair. I, I, I think it's the other team though. Like
4: that's okay. Just defensively,
2: I Sarage Tobias, Redick, Maxi. That's a really bad defensive group around Joel. It's
4: being, the vibes.
2: Completely fair. Like who is guarding <laughs> James Harden, and then who's guarding Jimmy? You
5: know. Yeah, like you want to put Harris, away.
2: Jimmy? You, you want to put Harris for sure. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Roko is better than Dario. Butler's better than Toby. Richardson is a much better defender than JJ for all the offensive concerns. And I think the offensive concerns are kind of minimalized with Jimmy and James being able to handle the ball. Because part of the problem with Josh when he was here is that he had to be like, sort of the point guard from now and
4: every now and then and that <laughs> yeah, was not was something
2: he was capable of
4: that year was uh. just uh, yeah.
2: yeah with yeah, jimmy and no. james you can just spot up from three and play defense so i, I think the second group is the winner there
3: yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah
4: that's fair same that's fair.
3: And, Dewani, we got to ask, besides, yes. like, you know, doing the Springer Island stuff for us, <laughs> yeah. um, what's new with you? What, any new projects or opportunities you have?
4: Oh, my goodness. I feel like the last time we spoke, things have just gotten crazier and bigger and just, just feels like a whole different sort of art stuff going on. But so a few weeks ago, I published my second art book, The Art of the Process, it's a lot better than the first one I would say but that was pretty exciting a lot of people you know I think they enjoyed seeing the whole season and its progression getting James Harden so that was exciting. Um, other projects I have some stuff in the works that I don't think I can talk about right now but you know keep a close eye because it, it's it's a lot of fun stuff.
3: That, that's really exciting here. Um, I, I need to where can we find your uh, books on? Do we go to Amazon or is there a it's link on, on your? It's Twitter on page? Etsy. Yeah, it's on Etsy. Okay, yeah. so listen up, guys. If you want to look find her art books, by all means, go to Etsy. Okay.
4: Yeah, it's. Oh, a... uh,
5: the link. The link will definitely be connected, Duani, to to the write up, and obviously it'll be mentioned on here. But have you ever thought of? Because I'm a big sports memorabilia guy. Mm-hmm. I have football and basketball cards from the nineties. Yes. I'm that old. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever thought about doing something for like uh tops or stadium club or like, like you a sports know, card?
4: I feel like a lot of people ask me this of like getting into like the big, I'd say the big companies and everything, but mm-hmm. I feel like it always comes down to whether or not they let me have some sort of creative control. I feel like I say this because in other teams or, you know, projects that I've worked on, sometimes they want it to look a very specific way and kind of adhere to their guidelines and what their design strategy is like. And even though, you know, if, even if the project is finished, you just don't feel like it's authentic to what I do. <laughs> like, I don't want it to sound like, you know, some kind of ego thing or whatever, but it's a very specific style that I feel like, people have gotten used to and that they enjoy and that they like. And I don't want to deviate from that too much, but Hey, if something comes up and they're like, Hey, you know, do your creative process. I mean, I'll take it, but I want to stay authentic to what's gotten me here in the first place.
3: That, that is more than fair. I think that's, <laughs> that's artistic integrity. I don't think that's an ego thing at all. You know, it's actually funny. Dewani, a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, have you ever watched game of zones? Yes. We had the creator Adam Malamit on <gasps> a couple of weeks
5: weeks ago.
4: That's awesome.
5: He's hilarious, dude. I'll will <laughs> send, you that, we, I'll we'll send you that. I'll send you that episode. He's he's such a jokester. <laughs> he's a lot of fun. Almost as fun as you, but he's <gasps> <Thanks>. fun. <fine. laughs> yeah, if you think we're funny, he he had
3: us rolling <laughs> on the ground. Um, he yeah he he's great. Um, I don't know. just uh, you know what I I think that would be really cool. we I'm going to try to set them two up to see if they could, like, work on something together. I think that would be really cool. I'll I'll reach out to Adam, yeah, Yeah. and see if he's interested. Yes. Um, But on that note, Chris, I think it's time for you to play us out.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dewani, thanks again for coming on. We we really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. We'd love to have you on again in the future, of course. Definitely.
4: Anytime you guys ask, I'll be on
2: We appreciate it. Don't say that. We'll ask a lot then. Yeah.
3: Uh, I mean, I'm
4: down.
2: Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. To all our listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in to the or Cents podcast. If you can, please like, subscribe, and follow along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us five stars if you can. We are on Twitter and Facebook at or Cents. So until next time, everyone, peace out. Go Sixers, go Birds. We'll have a Ben Simmons game to talk about next time we're here. So that should be interesting, if nothing else. Um, Yeah, peace out, everyone. Powered by Riverside.